Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode of the Chase McAndrew Podcast. I'm your host, Chase McAndrew, and today I'm here to talk about the next film in the James Bond franchise, 2012's Sky... What? What? Oh, there, there's a direct sequel. Oh. Came out in when? To 2008, two years after. Okay. Um, awkward. I watched the wrong. I, I I watched the wrong movie. Um, crap. Uh, Quantum of Solace. You say it's called. Oh, that's a real. That that's a real movie. Oh. Um. Oh. Okay. Uh. Well, frack, I watched the wrong movie. That's not good. Just kidding, everybody. I watched the right movie. 2008's Quantum of Solace is a direct sequel to Casino Royale. It's the 22nd film in the franchise, second to star Daniel Craig, and like I said, direct sequel to, Quantum, to, to Casino Royale. And it's also the shortest movie in the franchise at one hour and 46 minutes. And it does not feel like one hour and 46 minutes. It feels like a two hour and 46 minute movie at many times. Um, if, If I would have recorded this and not watched the movie about... 15 minutes ago when I when I ended watching the movie I would have told you that this isn't a bad movie it's a very disappointing movie um yeah this is a bad movie and a disappointing movie it's probably in my bottom 10 I won't say bottom 4 or 5 but definitely near the bottom bottom 10 and this is a vastly 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 disappointing movie this movie is everything that casino royale wasn't this movie is what happens when hollywood gets the wrong impression from their audiences this is the type of movie that we get in Quantum of Solace from 2008. Um, um, Craig, Daniel Craig is back as Bond. Um, he's good in the role here, once again. He's very good. He knows his role now. Um, and he's good at it. Um, we have Olga Kurilenko. As our main Bond film, our main Bond film, our main Bond girl, uh, Camille. Uh, she's a Bolivian secret agent um, who has a vendetta against uh, our, two, our our two main bad guys. Um, she's good in the role. She's just in this movie. We have Matthew or Matthew. Sorry, Almerick. Alm. Almarik, something like that. I, 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 I don't know. Sorry, I think the guy's Belgian or something like that. Not, not to this guy's fault 
it's the way the character is written. Maybe the worst Bond villain of them all because he's just so generic and lame. He re- he really he the character is just so generic and so lame. Um, we have Judy Dench back as M. Um, she's in this movie way too much. Don't get me wrong, love Judy Dench, but she's in this movie way too much. Unlike in the next film, we'll talk about Skyfall. She's in that movie a lot, but for a good reason. In this film, she's in the movie way too much. And then we have Gemma Arterton in there for a second as uh, as MI6 agent Fields. She's in there for a little bit. She's fine in her role. She does her job, and then she gets out. Um, we have uh, Giancarlo Giannini back from Casino Royale as Mathis. Uh, his time in the film, he's also very good. Um, it's just we'll get to the problems with his character um, later on when I get to his scenes in the film. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is also back um, as um, as Felix Leiter. He's good in the role as well. Um, we have David Harbour, who is mostly like, known for Stranger Things. Um, he's He plays a CIH guy. He's really weird in this film. The character is just nothing, almost. Um, then we have Joaquin Cosio as General Madano, Madrano, one of the other, one of the two main-ish villains of the film. Um, so, yeah. Um, he's good in the role. He's, again, kind of a generic military bad guy. He's good in the role, and then we have Jesper Christensen coming back as Mr. White at the beginning of the film, or in mostly the beginning of the, of the film. So let's get into this movie, shall we? Taking place minutes after the ending of Casino Royale, um, we get this absolutely um, horrifically shot and edited car chase with Bond as he's driving away with when we, we, we don't know at first when we have Mr. White in the back of his acid Martian V12. Or, no, DBS V12. There we go. That's what it's called. Did it right, Chase. This sequence, I don't know how Bond gets his car door ripped off, his, his driver's side door ripped off. I, I, I don't know. I can't tell what's going on. And that's, like, one of the bigger problems with the... That's the biggest problem with the action in this film. And one of the bigger problems with the film itself is the way it's shot and edited during the action sequences. It's so fast and so rapid and so shaky. You you cannot tell what is going on in them. I There's people on Facebook groups that I'm on who say they can tell what's going on. They must be watching it in, in like super slow motion, motion or something because 
I've seen this movie multiple times, and I can't tell what the hell is going on. Um, and, and then we get the opening title sequence, um, which, by the way, it makes no sense that this movie doesn't begin with the, with the, with the, um, with the, with the gun barrel sequence, because at the end of Casino Royale, the last shot of him saying, my, the name's Bond, James Bond, he's now the James Bond that we all know and love. So at this movie, having it at the, at the end, yeah, makes no sense, but whatever. And then we get, besides Madonna's Die Another Day, might be the worst title song in the whole franchise, sung, sung by Jack White and, and Alicia Keys, um, Another Way to Die. Um, I like the opening guitar riff and piano playing. That's about it. Once, once the lyrics are sung, it's like, Jack White wrote this. Jack White wrote this. Really? Jack White is a good guitar player. Really good. Good singer. Alicia Keys. Also, good singer. I don't know what the hell happened. There's literally multiple times throughout this song where Alicia Keys and Jack White both sing the line, shoot him up, bang, bang. And it's like, really, that's that's the line that you used. It, it, it's like they looked up stuff online about the Bond franchise, and they're like, just write, it, just write a line that says, shoot him up, bang, bang. And then we'll sing it in this overly dramatic, terrible tone. And the music behind it will be awful. It's bad. It's it's really, really bad. It's a bad title sequence. It's a bad song. The the MK12 um, title sequence too. It doesn't. Mark Forster loves these guys. And and it's just it it doesn't. By, by the way, Mark Forster's the director. Forgot to to say that, but you guys all know who they are. Mark Forster directed it. That's the only change from the director, producer, writer, and based on the James Bond character. There's no book by this. But anyway, Mark Forster loves these guys, and the the title sequence itself, besides the ear-bleeding um, song that we get by Jack White and Alicia Keys. It's just not that good. Um, and, and then we get into Bond is in no, where's he in? Italy? It's where he finds Mr. White, and for some reason M, M is there with, like, two bodyguards and one of them is named Mitchell who's M's personal bodyguard, who I don't remember at all from Casino Royale, but whatever. So Bond and M are interrogating Mr. White, and Mr. White's chuckling it up for some reason, because MI6 doesn't know who they are. 
and other reasons. And then he says, "We have people every everywhere." And then Bond's person, and then and Bond's personal, Am's personal bodyguard kills the of the other bodyguard there. Bond chases after him, and again, I can't tell what's going on because Mark Forster has this chase sequence, and he that's and it's shot and edited terribly, and then he adds in this horse race, which is kind of signaling to the audience that once this horse race gets started. Because it keeps cutting back and forth between the interrogation of Mr. White to this start to the this, to this horse race about to start, and you know as soon as the horse race starts, something's going to happen and Bond's going to have a foot chase, and it and it just it doesn't mesh well together at all. It, it the, I I don't understand the creative choice with with that, but whatever. Um, the creative symbolism or whatever Mark Force is trying to do with that, I don't understand it. And there's like so Bond and Bond chases the 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 main bodyguard name's Mitchell because they say Mitchell's name like four times. Like thanks Mitchell, okay Mitchell, thanks Mitchell so much. Crap like that, it's really stupid. So <laughs> so then we get this. Sequence where Bond kind of like is on top of this bell tower, and for some reason he yanks on this bell, and and he looking for Mitchell with his gun. Which, by the way, is gun. I understand at the end of Casino Royale he loses his P99, the Walther P99, in the building collapse. Why in this movie then? Because we assume at the end of Casino Royale we don't see him. He he has. He has a uh, um, machine gun. A um, oh crap! What kind is it? It's 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 an HK. It's it's an HK. Um, it's an HK rifle. We assume he has another P99, but so all of a sudden he just has a PPK again. Great continuity there, MI6. Good job. And, and so anyway, so Bond and Mitchell fall into this building, and they fall through the glass roof, and they're both, like, tangled up, because apparently they're incompetent fools, and they don't, they don't know how to stop swinging and falling for ten seconds while they have their balance and the ropes have stopped swinging and everything. There's a sequence where they're fighting, and they're, like, swinging on ropes, and they're fighting with each other. For like 10 or 15 seconds. And I swear to Christ. The shot changes. Roughly 50 times. In like 10 seconds. Because it just just like hit hit hit. Like, like every time Bond and Mitchell hit each other. Like the like the editing is so rapid. And the. And the. And the, 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 the angle changes. And it's just like oh my god. Like you know I think, I think it's taken three. When Liam Neeson hops on the on the hood of the car and he jumps the fence, and it's like ten different angles in two seconds, and you're like, whoa, 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 what in the frack is going on? It's a lot like that, yeah. It, it, it's really bad. It, it's it's really terrible. So Bond goes back to MI6 for some reason. 
and, and, and oh, did I talk about the, the location cards in this? Have I talked about that yet? They're so distracting. Like the one for Siena, Italy, it like this like nice cursive style. And then we get to London and it's just like this grayed out, like water looking thing. We get to other places and it's just like, it's really distracting. Like really, really distracting. Like every new location has a different font and it's like, why? No, why? Whatever. <laughs> so, the MI6 traces a dollar bill from Mitchell's wallet to this dude named Slate, who's in like Bolivia or wherever he is. Bond chases him down and tells him not to kill him, but of course, Bond does. And I swear to God, I watched this fight sequence. It's like 45 seconds long. I watched this fight sequence at least six or seven times before I had to actually like slow the entire fight down and actually see how Bond stabbed this guy in the throat with a knife or a pair of scissors or whatever it was. Because when Bond walks into this dude's hotel room, you, you you see a quick flash of a knife coming out, right? And then the guy attacks Bond from, he's outside of the porch or whatever, and he, and he crashes the door and he swings at Bond, and Bond smacks him in the face with a with flower vase or whatever, and they start fighting. And then Bond gets, and then they hit each other, and then Bond falls down in a room, and he finds this random pair of scissors or whatever. Which I would, which by the way, I I I had to actually when I slowed the frame by frame the footage down. That's when I realized that they were scissors also. And then I, I still can't tell you if Bond stabbed the guy with either the knife or the scissors, but I, I it, it's a shot where it's like from behind slates. You see slate from behind. You see Bond and he's like cupping his neck, and then you see this like the metal edge of either one of the finger loops of the scissors or the, or the, or, or the bottom of the knife. I don't know. You, you, you don't know because this movie is shot and edited. I've said this multiple times so far in this review, but crap. I, I really, I had to slow it down. And by like the second or third time, I when during the slowdown, during the slowdown, I was like, there it is during, during the freeze frame. I was like, Oh, Oh, there's the end of the knife or scissors that I don't know which one. Probably the knife. I don't know, though. Can't tell. Um, but, yeah, it's this really shaky sequence where Bond just cuffs the dude's neck and he has the – and you see the edge or the the bottom part of the knife or the scissors that is in, in the guy's neck. Or I guess it's the knife because he stabbed him in the leg with the knife when oh, he throws him outside onto the porch. Okay. The action, the, the sequence is terrible. It, it's edited so fast. Like there's actually like a couple frames where it's like stays on the actors, uh, Bond and the whoever the guy is who plays Slate, 
or Daniel Craig and the guy who plays Slate. And it, you're like, oh, I can see. Oh, no, it just cut to another frame for or, or another three frame, another three ang- angles and three. It, it's ridiculous. It, 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 it's ridiculous. It, it's, oh, my God, this movie is just, it's horribly shot when it comes in and edited with the action sequences. It's horrible. <laughs> oh my god, do I even want to talk about this movie? No, I really don't. And, and then we get to Camille, our main Bond girl, played by Olga Korolenko, who I said before. She's good in the movie, but she, the character is not given much backstory, and when she is, it's too late in the film for us to really care. Honestly. She tries to shoot Bond because she thinks she's one of Dominic Green's guys. Bond then follows her to Dominic Green's place or whatever, and then that's about it. Oh, and she she recognizes Bond because Bond has a briefcase that he took off of Slate's when he asked for if, if the girl at the concierge desk, which she doesn't know that that's not Slate, but whatever. Bond takes the briefcase, and that's when Camille comes in and takes Bond, and, and so that's when you meet Dominic Green and General Madrano, and then the, and then another action sequence happens, and we're, all, we're like 19 minutes into this movie, 20 minutes into this movie, whatever it is, and we already have like four action sequences, and none of them are even good. Like, this... Like, the action in this movie is generic bullcrap. It's, you can't tell it's, this movie is, 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 is a generic action movie when it comes to its, when it comes to not only the action scenes, but everything in it. it it's ridiculous. It, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, the, like, the boat chase to begin with, Bond jumps the motorcycle that he finds after he knocks the dude off who's tailing him and Camille after, and then gets out of Camille's car. He the, the guy comes up to Bond and Bond like whips the dude off the bike and like follows Camille to to Dominic Green's place. But Bond jumps this bike, right? And it's like two cuts. They're like boom boom, like two different angles, and you're like, what the hell? And then it's just like, oh, it's just, it's so terribly edited and shot. God. And then it's just like, the, the, the boat chase is just cut, 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 angle change, angle change, cut, 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 angle change, angle change, cut, 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 cut. You're like, and you, you literally feel like Ed Helms in the, in the hangover when he's in the police car. And, he, and, he, and he's like, what is going on? And, and and it's just like and you're like what is going on? Because the 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 the, the action sequences again are so terrible. Oh my god. The the it looks it all looks cool, but you can't tell what the hell is going on because the action is so terribly filmed and and edited. Oh god. Oh, this movie is not good. I, I just watched this movie 40, half an hour ago, 30-something minutes ago, 
And I can't remember. And I have my notes in front of me, and I can't remember this next scene. What comes? That's how. That's how. That's how not memorable this movie is. Bond does something. He goes. Oh, I know what happens after the boat chase. Whatever. Something happens where Bond gets his cards, his credit cards and everything revoked, his passports and everything. So he has to go to Mathis. Yeah, the guy who she thought was that he was the traitor in, at the end of Casino Royale. And Mathis just lets him into his house. What? You're joking, right? The guy who you had tasered and dragged away, literally, the last time you see him in the, at the end, near the end of Casino Royale, he just lets you into his house, and he's talking about Vesper. Oh, she loved you, James. Dude, you should be yelling her name and cursing her name. And you're, oh, she loved you, James. No! What are you, I get this movie. I get this movie was written during a writer's strike. I get this. But even if Daniel Craig and Mark Forster had to come up with this scene and it wasn't Robert Wade and Neil Purvis and Paul Haggis, don't you think they Daniel Craig would be like, wait a minute. Don't you think Mathis would be pissed? No? Okay. I think he would be. I think he'd say, F off, James, and just slam the door in his face. Oh. Oh, and then there's this opera house sequence that I totally forgot about, too. After the boat chase in between the Mathis crap. That's how, that's how Bond gets all of his cars and stuff revoked. Totally forgot about that. Unmem. That, to- that totally mem- mem- memorable sequence. Totally forgot. Um, so Bond is infiltrates this party, this opera party, in wherever it's at, in one of the terrible looking title or location cards. And this guy, who is one of the people in this quantum organized organization, which, by the way. I don't know. I I watched this movie with the subtitles on because I'd like to get information through the, through, through the subtitles and stuff like that. I don't know what Dominic Green's plan is. But from what I can kind of understand, I don't think it's really that bad of a plan or it's an illegal plan. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so during this opera house sequence, crap... Bond takes pictures of all these people who are involved in this organi- this organization called Quantum, right? And he gets this picture of this one guy named Guy Haynes. And for like five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it is in the movie, when he when 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 M gets the photos, when he gives the photos to Mathis, everyone's like Guy Haynes, Guy Haynes. Apparently, in a draft of this film, this character of Guy Haynes that Bond has a photo of in this quantum organization, apparently this Guy Haynes character was like a big character. Like, he was supposed to be at like the end of this movie or something. He was supposed to be like, 
like 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 Dominic Green was supposed to be the like the mini villain, but he was supposed to be like the biggish villain. What happened there? Probably on set rewrites by Daniel Craig and 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 Mark Forster. I don't know. Seriously, holy crap. Um. Yeah. So we get the opera house sequence, and once again, the 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 action sequences, the chase sequence is awful. The shoot, the shoot. There's an explosion from somebody or Bond shooting at somebody or somebody trying to shoot at Bond or whatever, and something explodes for no reason. And it's other intercut with a shot, the shots of the um of the of the the actual opera going on. And yeah, that's it for that crap. And then Bond meets Camille again. They get in the plane. They get this plane. Mark Forster, by the way, he wanted like an action sequence in like air, air, like an action sequence on the on the ground or chase sequence on the ground, a chase sequence in the air, and and, and a chase sequence on water and a couple other. Things like that. It, 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 okay, good, good for you, good for you, Mark Forster. You got, you got your chase sequences in there. Good for you. I, I don't know. I, I don't know people. And then we get this plane sequence, which is fine at first. To get not terribly interesting dialogue between Bond and Camille, and then this plane just starts shooting at them, and they're trying to get away, and Bond, they get away. They dodge the plane, the bad guy plane hits a mountain, explodes. Their plane is about to go down, so they get in a... So they jump out, and they get the parachute, they're in this hole, in this sinkhole or whatever it is, and get some backstory on Camille, it's already too late in the movie. And then Bond gets help from Felix Leiter, who's in this movie, for the first two thirds of it, to just sit there and stare, and David Harbour's character is the one that's like, "Ah, oh, come on, lighten up, Felix. Come on, help me out here, man. You're cramping my style. Shut up." Oh, character's so annoying in this in this fracking movie. And then we get the sequence with Bond and Felix, and when Felix like finally says more than one freaking word, and he's just like, "Hey, you got thirty seconds," and he tells him about this hotel in the middle of this desert. Camille goes to take on Madrano, and Bond goes to stop Dominic Green doing his, I guess, illegal work or something. I don't know. And then when they're in the sinkhole, by the way, they realize that instead of the oil, uh, Dominic Green wants the water instead of the oil or whatever. Cool, good for him. I don't know what the hell's going on. And you get this, this, this action sequence in the in this hotel in the middle of the desert that's literally in the middle of the, of this of this desert it's really weird but okay you get this and again the sequence and it's so poorly et- shot and edited you can't tell what's going on you can't the each each i swear to god the frame it, there, it's, it's it's like a second of film before it's cut. Like, you see a shot, it's cut. You see a shot, it's cut. You see a shot, it's cut. It's so terrible. Different angles. It, it's so bad. 
And then you, the, the fight between Madrano and Camille is, eh, it's just a big old, the big overweight older guy versus this skinny woman who, you know, wouldn't beat him in a, in a fight ever. And then you have this, this dominant green guy who has to get an axe to fight Bonnie, just swing this axe like three or four times and Bond like tries to dodge it. And that's, not a fun action. And then something explodes for some reason. And then Camille shoots Madrano finally. And then they gotta like get out of the. And then after Bond, he, he, he doesn't kill Green, but he like. Green like swings the axe and like hits his foot so he can't walk that great. But he gets out of the hotel somehow and he's in the middle of the desert and. But, but Bond and, and Camille are back in the hotel because Camille's freaking out because the room's on fire. And Bond has to, like, blow some, like, a gas tank or whatever up in the middle of the room or on the wall of the room and <laughs> explodes and something happens. And Bond's like, Camille, stay here. Watch the watch out for this burning hotel that's, you know, halfway on fire. It takes Dominic Green in the middle of the, of the, of the desert and gives him only... And, you know, the clothes on his back and, you know, this tin can, what we're led to believe is, is, has, has, uh, has, has like oil in it or something. So, yeah, that's pretty much the movie. That's pretty much what we're doing for this episode. That's the movie. Oh, yeah. And then we get the last sequence where Bond goes to meet with Vesper's boyfriend, who we talked about at the end of Casino Royale. Okay, and he leaves the guy alive because that's like the thing in this movie. Like Bond kills everyone that he's supposed to, you know, that's a contact or somebody of interest. You know, he he kills Mitchell. You know, M's bodyguard kills the slate guy, kills a couple other people that they should have been interrogated. Doesn't kill Mister White though, so. But I don't I don't know, man. This movie is just. I, I don't know. He wants something. He, he, you think he wants the oil, but he wants the water. So the prices of something can go up. Dominic Green wants all this and then something or other. And then not really illegal, but whatever. And then yeah, the action sequences suck. But they're all edited and shot in choppy, terrible, incohesive ways. They can't tell what the hell is going on at all. So yeah, that's Casino Royale. Next Casino Royale, Jesus Christ. That's Quantum Assault for you. Uh, yeah, in every single way possible, um, this movie is inferior in every way to Casino Royale. Uh, Craig is good. The acting, for the most part, is good. But everything else is vast, vastly, vastly, vastly inferior. I'm going to give Quantum of Solace never actually rated this film before, or graded this film before. I'm going to give it a C minus. I'm going to give it a C minus. Not very good. But it's not terrible. It's terrible, but it's not bottom of the barrel terrible. How about that? Definitely, probably in my bottom 10 
of the franchise. Definitely Craig's worst. Don't understand what people think. Another one of his is his worst. But yeah, just not a very good movie. They should have waited till there wasn't a writer's strike and made a better movie. Then maybe and then maybe they wouldn't have had to wait four years. Yes, Skyfall takes uh, Skyfall took four years to get off to get off the ground because of this movie. Four years. So yeah, that's Quantum of Solace. A terribly shot and edited generic. I don't know what the villain's plot is, but it doesn't seem that illegal. Bond film. Generic, bland, terrible villain. Villains, even. Shortest movie in the franchise feels way too long because a lot of scenes in this movie are talking and they're really boring. There's no pace to this film. Even the act, there's so many action sequences and fight scenes because every time there's not one, even though they're shot and edited terribly, they're entertaining if you like to throw up. But every other sequence in this film that has to do that's not an action sequence, pretty bad and boring. Just not a good movie. And this and this also comes back to something I haven't even talked about yet. Is that like two or three days before they announced the, the title of this movie, they didn't even have the title. They had the title like the day or two before they actually announced the title of this movie. That's not good. What does Quantum of Solace mean anyway? I don't know. This is just a movie that doesn't need to be made, that shouldn't have been made. They should have waited for the writer's strike to go away. And then made this movie. Because this feels like first or second draft material. Because the writer, the writers weren't there, and the director and the star had to think of things on the day of shooting. Because the script for this movie, of this movie was incomplete, was incomplete when they started shooting the movie. That's not good. So yeah, C minus. That's it. I'll talk to you guys later. Skyfall review will be out soon. Because I got four to do this month. And there's no movie coming out. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.